back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. It's the Mosley Show. I love talking to podcasters, golf coaches, and this guy does both. Mike McGraw joining us, Baylor men's golf coach. And Mike, you know how excited I get at the beginning of these seasons. I know you, you're kind of, you know, watching. You're not going to put too much pressure on your guys, but uh, I got that's kind of a fun way to start the season out there at the uh, uh, Valero Texas Collegiate with uh, the native from uh, the San Antonio native Johnny Kiefer coming out strong. Uh, Mike, welcome back to the uh, the Mosley Show. We're happy to have you. Thank you, Matt. You know, I always love being on this show. You guys do a great job, and and uh, it's it must be good if you've got me on here because you don't want to talk about bad stuff. No, I you know it's uh, five o'clock's very important hour to the show, and you are a featured guest as always. But I uh, I like watching. I mean, Johnny Kiefer, you know, by his standards, he was down at times last year. Uh, he had the uh, had to get his equipment going the right way and you get him back for another year um that had to be a great sign to see and you always know he's going to be good but to see him up there almost getting that first place where he would get to play in that pga that valero open but he he tied for first and then um cup they had i guess a three-way playoff but uh that's a that's a fun way to start the season with Johnny Kiefer, a, a popular name in college golf, at the top of a leaderboard. Well, it is for this coach of Johnny Kiefer because when he's playing well, we generally have a good opportunity to play well. But, you know, when COVID hit back in March of 2020, I went to all three players who were uh, freshmen that year, and that was Johnny Kiefer, Luke Dossie, and Tyler Eisenhardt, and I said – do you think you want to take advantage of the COVID fifth year? And all three said they did, and all three are back. And it was really neat to see both Johnny, who tied for first, and Luke, who uh, placed 10th in this tournament, you know, come back and play well when we need them. It's great. Johnny's always had plenty of distance. He's he's creative around the greens. I mean, was was everything kind of – working for him i mean this uh, i would imagine you encountered some heat uh he i've i've never known the man to be uh he seems to be in in great uh conditioning um what was the what was the course playing like and and what just um where was he where was he kind of sharpest with his game or was it kind of just overall well actually this is going to sound crazy but he didn't really have a great ball striking week at all he didn't hit the ball like we're accustomed to seeing Johnny hit it, he was very good uh, around the greens. Obviously, at times he made some great putts that he needed to make to keep around going. Didn't really the first and third round he did not hit the ball well. He only hit nine greens in regulation yesterday and shot even par, which on a PGA Tour golf course that's pretty tough to do. The rough was really really tough this week. The ball went all the way to the bottom. The chipping was virtually impossible to, to control, and it was guesswork the whole way. So I would say the best thing he did this week was compete. I mean, because he didn't have his full game with him, that's for sure. All right, and what kind of uh, – who are you fa- – I mean, I see some of the, you know, TCU, Vanderbilt. I mean, these are some top teams. Oklahoma has put up great scores in the past. Uh, competition level, 
what was this? What was it like? Was it kind of the way you want to start out? Some uh, pretty strong players that were um, were entered in this event. Yes, I mean he had the number one ranked amateur in the entire world, uh, Gordon Sargent from Vanderbilt. And the truth is, Vanderbilt has the best team in the in the country. It's not even close. They're truly an outstanding team. All five of their players. Uh, have been All-American or College Players of the Year or um, low amateur in the Masters. I mean, their accolades are unbelievable. So to go toe-to-toe with them and literally with six holes to play, we were within a shot of the lead. It it will do a lot for this team, I believe. So this this field had plenty, probably five teams that will be in the top 15 in the country uh, throughout the year. So and great individuals. So this was a great field, a great way to start the year, and I'm really, really proud of the way the guys stepped up. All right, Luke Dossie, uh, fourth career top ten finish, tied for tenth. And you know, one of the great things about him has always been just kind of keeps it in the fairway. Um, and, 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 you know, not always the flashiest guy, but, but uh, someone who's kind of workmanlike gets it around, and I, that's, that's got to be kind of neat to see him as sharp as he was early early in the season. Where's Luke's game right now, and, and uh, were you obviously pretty pleased with how he finished? I am, and this is probably the first year that Luke's been completely healthy. No back issue, no issues whatsoever. He feels really strong right now, and what Luke does best is, is play steady golf, he has an amazing putting stroke, and it showed this week. He, he putted the ball beautifully. He gained, I don't know how many strokes, but he gained on the greens for sure. And uh, he's just such a steady, calming influence on the golf course, and he may be the best competitor. Uh, I know this may be a pretty strong statement, but he's one of the best competitors I've ever coached as far as just in the moment, in the arena. Uh, probably you'd, you'd find it'd be hard to find a player who competes any better than he does. Uh, he is challenged. He's not as long off the tee as some of those guys. And, you know, some of the things he has to overcome, he does it with competitiveness. Who would you find yourself spending the most time with out there? Talking to Mike McGraw, Baylor golf coach. I know you kind of split it up. Uh, you uh, have a new uh, have a new assistant with you. Um, what, what is the – how did you kind of uh, – divided up a little bit and was there any certain player that you felt like uh I guess Jonas is one of your younger players on the on the uh in this starting lineup and Davis was out there playing as well the freshman how'd you kind of divide that up and was there anybody that you decided hey I need to kind of stick with this guy quite a bit I actually went with Jonas from the first hole to the 54th hole I decided he hadn't played in the lineup in a stroke play tournament in the last you know, he didn't play as a freshman in the lineup in a stroke play tournament. This was his first time to do that. And, you know, he actually came off injury. He had a surgery in early August, and we we weren't sure if he was going to be able to even try to compete to play in this tournament. And he played really good golf to, to qualify. And I thought, I want to see what he looks like. We haven't seen him in a tournament for Baylor. And um, he had two really solid rounds, really good rounds. Yesterday could have been six or seven under par pretty easy. Struggled a little bit coming down the stretch, which is okay. But I spent my whole time with him, and and this week actually, my new assistant Jeremy Alcorn went with uh, Trey Bosco pretty much the whole tournament. So um, occasionally, I mean, after I finish a round, I would go back and watch some players play the last two or three holes. But 
Yeah, I spent most of my time with, with Joe, uh, Jonas this week, and I enjoyed every minute of it. How Jeremy? How was Jeremy out there? How was the? Uh, how was that pairing working? Getting out there in competition, and and uh, you guys kind of working, communicating. What was it um, like to to see him with the guys? The form. The, I think the, it's the great. Former Baylor, great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's a Baylor All-American golfer, and he's absolutely thrilled to be here. I, I don't know of anybody on staff in the athletic department that's more of a Baylor Bear than, than he is. He's just truly uh, green and gold to the core, and his his uh, demeanor on the golf course is really quite amazing. He's just an, um, an old country boy from Brownwood, Texas. He's not going to take that out of him, and that's always going to be there. But he's a calming influence, I believe. He's also very disciplined. You know, he's he's a, a pretty structured guy in the way he approaches it. Really smart, high golf IQ. And I think the guys, as time goes by, are going to learn to trust him every bit as much as they did Mikel Andreessen before. So I'm really glad to have him on the trip. He's doing a great job. We love having him. Will he put a pair of shorts on, or does he kind of – is that your thing? You know, your staff's going to gonna stay in those uh, – in those pants. No, he's a shorts guy. I'm, I'm the only one that, that's pretty much in college. God was the only one in San Antonio this week in a pair of slacks, <laughs> and and proud of it. <laughs> what about the? Yeah, uh, I thought I saw the long shirt as well. Kind of like to keep the sun off. Maybe you went with the long sleeve uh, tee underneath the golf shirt. Is that is that correct? Did I see that right? I, I wear those uh, sleeves, those sun sleeves that just protect your arms. I've got. Yeah. I wish I'd done it 30 years ago, but I didn't know any better. <laughs> Talking to Mike McGraw, Baylor golf coach. Okay, closing out the group there, uh, Zach and and Trey. Um, Look like Trey closed out with a, obviously a round he'd like to have back with a with a 77. But you know, as you kind of start to settle in on a group, you're going to send out. Um, even, even thinking about Davis, like what were, what was Zach, Zach and Trey and, and, uh, Davis, what did, what did you kind of learn about them? And, and, uh, is it just going to be a deal with those guys? You just, you're going to have to have that consistency because obviously you need that, you need that, uh, that, you know, third and fourth scores to, to be there. I mean, you're, uh, obviously right now, it looks like you've got some really good at the top. What did you notice about those guys? Well, they know that making this team is not going to be easy. We've got some guys sitting at home right now that are pretty good players, so really good players. So, you know, they they probably feel a little bit of pressure to play well in the events, which I actually applaud. I think it's great. You should feel pressure. We're in mm-hmm. a, a competitive situation, so feel it and do something with it. But Zach really started off poorly the first round, and, and he had one of the best final 36-hole totals of anybody in the tournament. You know, he was top five or six as far as the – last 36 holes um let's see trey you know he he actually the first two rounds could have shot under par easily in both rounds had a one bad swing in each round that cost him a double one round a triple the other and he didn't putt like trey normally putts trey is a wonderful putter so he had a, a, a struggling week on the greens and then davis was really nice to see a freshman come in and uh, his second round was even par on a PGA Tour course, so really nice to see that Davis has that in him. And um, But anyway, so you learn a lot. You learn a little bit more every time we go out, and uh, pretty much the same five are going to 
Olympia Fields tomorrow that play that Davis won't be going because we don't have an individual at that tournament. All right, Olympia Fields, and um, that's kind of always a fun one. That's um, I assume you're playing at that same course you usually do. What what kind of what kind of field will uh, will you face there? And and uh, I mean that's kind of cool at the first of the year like this to play and then turn around and go on a go on a uh, another road trip. Um, what do you what do you kind of expect from uh, who you're going to face at Olympia Fields there? Well, this will be uh, even a better field than we saw in San Antonio. Uh, it will be the best field we see until we go to the NCAA championship. It wow. will have it's got everybody you want there. That's a great team, blue blood programs, just really, really great. Uh, in fact, the host school, Illinois, is one of the best schools. You know, in all of college golf, one of the best teams. So, it's. A great place on a great golf course that I love, and it's one of my favorite golf courses in the world. And I just love the way we're treated up there. It's big boy golf. They've got big, big trees and tons of lush green rough that it's hard to play out of. And so I would say this experience, if you're paying attention as a young player, you're going to get better. What is it that has attracted you to this place? You know, over the years, um, I'm just looking at, I was trying to remember what all the, you know, uh, tournaments it's hosted over the years, but what uh, what kind of captured your imagination uh, about this particular course? Well, the, first of all, it's a great field. I mean, you're going to go in a cow pasture. I would be great if we had 10 top 10 teams in the cow pasture. I would love it. But, but this just happens to be great, a great field on a U.S. Open golf course. And they they play a PGA Tour event there every year, the BMW, which you know is is was played about three weeks ago. So yeah. it's like this golf this golf course is everything you want. It's got everything. It, it challenges you off the tee. It challenges you with the approach shots, and the greens are sloping and they are fast. So and there's a lot of rough. So you know, and I, honestly, this plays right into Luke. Dossie's hands. He's a straight driver of the golf ball, so he'll be playing from the fairway as often or more often than anyone. He's a wonderful putter, and he did finish 10th here last year, so he's he's got a great feel about a return there, and Johnny's coming off a victory so or tied for first, so I, I think it's just a great place to go compete in a golf tournament, and if the Tour Pros, if it's good enough for the PGA Tour players every year, it's probably good enough for us college players. Yeah. Well, and I like when these things start getting on TV because I, I don't want to see what y'all are up to when you go to these far-flung locations. And speaking of something that just happened three weeks ago, how amazing was it to see Victor Hovland, somebody you recruited and have known so well over the years, just kind of – I mean, it's always fun when one of those great players like Victor, he's already unbelievable, but kind of put it together and get on one of those streaks – and it, it doesn't happen that often that you see somebody over about a four-week span just dominate everybody. And he did it, and he was gracious as always, but he wins the FedEx. I think that's $18 million uh, to win that FedEx and, and of course, the, uh, uh, the championship there that he, that he won at the end. But um, that had to be kind of neat for you always to watch him and others that you know, but especially some guy, somebody – that you have so much respect for and seemingly such a genuine person. Yeah, total respect for Victor Hovland. And I feel 
that when he wins majors, and he will, I think he'll be as popular as Arnold Palmer. And I'm a big Arnold Palmer fan, but he is just so genuine, just like Mr. Palmer was. Just genuine, look a fan right in the eye, smile, make eye contact with him, uh, and, and genuinely you know, get down and be kind to them. He doesn't think he's anything special because he's been gifted with this great talent to play. Uh, he loves the game. He's uh, very, very uh, – his attitude is just so welcoming. Uh, he's going to be a very, very popular player in the game for a long time. You Have you been to his place in Stillwater? I mean, I, I, I would I, assume he's got a, a fairly nice place there. Yeah, I – I bet he still sleeps on the couch. He doesn't know where his trophies are. He probably has no idea how much money he has. He's the most under uh, – under. Uh, he does not self-promote, I will tell you that. Not a huge maybe social media guy or anything like that, but uh, – No, his, Victor... his, name is, his nickname is Twitterless Victor. He doesn't have a Twitter, Twitter account. <laughs> I bet you wouldn't mind your players being Twitterless. Um, uh, but, uh, more Victor, I would love to hear, uh, cause I, I, I love that better than you left it. I, I, I like the, uh, I love your podcast that you generally tape every, is it Tuesday? What do you, what is your, Monday. or Monday Mondays? Monday. Yeah. That's your yeah. taping day. Have you had Victor on? I have December of 2020. You might go back. There was one of the early ones, maybe the 10th or 15th podcast that I had probably. So I can find that on Spotify or wherever I can find your yep. podcast and go back and find you and Victor talking about stuff. How cool is that? And um, he's a great guy. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just he's just, everything about him. I mean, you can just tell. You know, sometimes you see those guys smile and you're like, eh, I don't know, is that guy really genuine? And there's just something about his countenance, his demeanor that makes you think this guy seems. You know, he's the real deal. So. But very cool that a lot of those guys you've been around. And, and it was good to see Ricky, by the way, um, another guy you know really well, get on a roll this year and get back to where he belonged. You knew the talent would always win out and come back. And now, of course, the Ryder Cup uh, is uh, is coming up. By the way, did, where were where'd you stand on the Justin Thomas? I'm sure you got to know Justin on the recruiting trail and all that. Did um, – did that? I mean, there were guys that were more deserving in the sense that they played a lot better than him, than him this year. But he's known as a great teammate, great locker room guy, and he's played really well at the Ryder Cup. What, were you? Did you think that was the right move, or were you kind of thinking, "Hey, they should get one of these guys that is actually playing a lot better than him"? Well, that's you have to decide. You know, I mean, a lot of people want the guys that they think are playing hot right now. Uh, I could, I have a hard time criticizing a coach's pick because I have to make them all the time. So it's very difficult for me to criticize what Zach Johnson did. And it's hard to argue against one of the best Ryder Cup and President Cup records in history. The guy has just been dominating in that format. So I think he'll probably gain a great amount of confidence and a, a shot in the arm knowing that Zach Johnson trusted in him. So I'm not going to question the, the pick. I hope Zach or hope JT wins every match. All right. I'd like to see you go over there for that over there to, uh, over there to Rome. That'd be, uh, I think you would really enjoy that experience. Uh, uh, Mike, always fun and uh, safe travels, Olympia fields. And boy, you're right. I was just, uh, 
refreshing my memory here. That thing's hosted just about everything uh, in terms of, uh, golly, the USM, the US Open. I mean, just so many yep. uh, PGA Championship, uh, the a- the AM, of course. That, yeah, pretty pretty amazing history. And I, that's got to be neat to, though, for your guys to because you have a huge appreciation for history. And I bet some of those guys enjoy your stories and hearing all that. Um, I mean, yeah, they're on a bus. <laughs> they, they don't have any cho- other choice, do they? You know, it's a captive audience, and, and I've got that going for me right there, for sure. <laughs> all right, Mike, great to visit. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Matt. We'll see you. Bye-bye. You bet. Mike McGraw, great coach, great friend, and um, always fun to catch up with him. There's uh, He was talking about those players sitting at home that – you know, if there's anybody that's struggling this year, I think they have a new player from Mexico. I think there's an international player that's joined the team that I was kind of excited about. They've, they've brought in some premium talent. So, and then they got young Davis doing his thing. But, they're, they're, you know, you have, to, you have to keep earning it week after week. And if you don't, they've got some young guys that they've recruited. But um, that is really – Good news that Johnny Kiefer has reemerged, it seemingly as a force in in uh, in the country, and he's Baylor's best player. Has been for I don't know five or six years now, and uh, he was not messing around at TPC San Antonio. He didn't even strike the ball well. Uh, didn't strike the ball that well, and still finished first, and then lost in a playoff. That is some. That's a force to be reckoned with, right there. All right, see. So, uh, Matt Mosley, show ESPN Central Texas. Uh, We will do the dismount. We'll do that next. The Bears are home again at McLean Stadium this Saturday morning, hosting the Long Island Sharks on Family Weekend. 9 a.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show, live from Touchdown Alley, a 